And we're back. Episode 19 of the Pacific Rim Pro Wrestling Podcast. No, as we mentioned last week, it's not big giant fighting robots, even though Pacific Rim, I think, is in theaters now, the sequel. This is a show about professional wrestling, and it's the Pacific Rim Pro Wrestling Podcast because it's from Seattle to Tokyo and all points throughout history. We are on the Pacific Rim and we go all across the globe and uh, all throughout all kinds of points in professional wrestling history. My name is Jim Valley, broadcaster, longtime wrestling fan here in Seattle. And we head across the Pacific Rim, across the Pacific Ocean to Tokyo, Japan, and Japan's preeminent historian and pro wrestling reporter, Fumi Saito. Hey, Fumi. Hello, how are you? I'm great. We have got some stuff to talk about. Why don't we? Uh, okay. Why don't we just open up with uh, with the biggest news in the United States and uh, North America? The surprising return of a guy Daniel from the North Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Um, I, I, I'm happy for him. I know that he has a passion yes. for wrestling, but I'm a little yeah, uneasy the about. The intention this. is genuine. You know, I'm pretty. I'm not so comfortable myself that. You know that uh, one more bad bump can paralyze him, right? But the the the, the let's go back to the uh, very beginning of the SmackDown yesterday. That you know the show started, opened with Daniel Bryan's very emotional speech. It's not scripted, I don't think. It is scripted, but the, that uh, what he was saying is very genuine, very emotional, and. Uh, uh, you know he he um, he uh, overcame all the odds. You know all the way up to this point. You know he was told he was too small to be in WWE. He'll never make it in WWE as a superstar. This and that, but he overcame all the odds, right? An obstacle, and he was a huge success. And uh, wow, the time flies. He's had a sixteen-year career. You know. He was relatively new, but uh, he already had almost 16-year run, you know, as now, a headliner been, in India. He's been yeah. to Japan. Uh, how did, did, yes, did, yes, did, in the very beginning. Did this news have any sort of traction in Japan? Does Daniel Bryan have any sort of following? or? Oh, does... of course, of course. It's a very interesting because he, um, um, the very first trip was like back in 1999 or 2000, before he debuted, when Shawn Michaels had one tour with FMW as referee, you know, guest referee, FMW's big show. Shawn Michaels you know, made an appearance. Shawn Michaels brought two young boys with no name because they didn't make any, they hasn't debuted yet. That was a two young boy, young Brian Danielson and late Lance Cade. Lance Cade, of so, course, Garrison Cade in the, the WWE, who uh, tragically passed away a few years yes. ago. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so he was here. And also, as, as Brian Danielson, he had short but very successful run with pro wrestling Norse heyday. You know, Kenta then, not now, Hideo Itami. And people like Marufuji, they had tremendous strong single match. It would, you know, against each other. Dan, Brian Danielson as ROH champion, you know, and uh, yeah. So there's a following of Brian Danielson in Japan, and also today's Japan's WWE universe know them know him as 
Daniel Bryan. So he's a two different, you know, career, two different identities, and uh, but uh, they're both both real successful. And also his style, you know, it's like he's like he. I mean, I don't want to sound arrogant about it, but uh, he works like Japanese wrestlers. You know what I'm saying? Things he does in the ring. Well, he's yeah, he uh, definitely has gotten a lot of inspiration from uh, a lot Japanese of different wrestling. places, and Japan is definitely one of those places. Mexico, yeah, right, and also that the, his his size, height, and weight, and the, you know that the. Like, a, like a, he works like a gymnast, and uh, that really clicks with Japanese style, you know. Yes, and also he worked like a modern day dynamite kid, you know. A so, little bit, uh, yes, a little bit, yeah. yeah, yeah. A size, you know, not big person, small person with very gifted physical athletic ability, genuine, you know. I think Daniel, so talented. I think Daniel Bryan connects with the crowd much better than Dynamite Kid ever did. Well, think, Dynamite Kid cold, you know? Yeah. I think Dynamite Kid had to get by on his moves and his intensity and his athleticism, which the crowd responded to, particularly in Japan. But yeah. I think... Oh, yeah, of course, that, Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, natural babyface. Natural babyface. He's hard yeah. to hate. Oh, God, I love just that uh, he just, he overcame all the obstacles and odds that yes, yes, yes movement was not really produced by WWE. It was almost so spontaneous that WWE had to go with it, you know? Now, there was talk yeah. that had WWE not um, cleared Daniel Bryan and had Daniel Bryan not gone back to WWE to wrestle and it would appear... All indications are right now, as we record this, that he will likely re-sign when his contract is up here in a few months in September. Yeah. The question is, is if he would have gone to New Japan, or that would seem like a likely destination for him, uh, do you think he could have been something big? How do you think he would, had he gone to New Japan in this era to wrestle, do you think he would have had an impact? Or do you think he just would have of been course, an occasional of player? The Main event, of course. Yeah, but I don't think that would be the option that uh, he will be much bigger star in WWE. You know? Well, it has the platform, so definitely. Yeah, that too, but like a worldwide, you know, market. And uh, also, New Japan... Um, that uh, he will be, you know, he 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 should be one single top main event person, I think, right now. But uh, with New Japan frame right now, you know, he they he may not be treated as well. I don't know. Um, well, he you would say that the, the match should be with the Okada against Daniel Bryan or. Kenny Omega against Daniel Bryan or, or Naito against Daniel Bryan. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, those matches would be anyway. tremendous, yeah. But uh, it takes a little too long, you know, for horses. Look, how far, you know, how big of a star Naito is, but uh, it took him a long time to get himself established. 
and he hasn't even won the you know won the the, the program against Okada you know yet. You know, it takes really too long to, you know, have this, you know, the the one, one program going. In Japanese program is kind of works slower than the WWE. You know, that the WWE always have immediate impact. You know, and market immediate, and have immediate success. WWE can make one person superstar overnight almost, whereas New Japan, it's more slow build up. You know. And I don't know if Daniel Bryan should have this slow process at this point, you know? Well, but let's talk... WWE, WWE is the place, I don't think. I, I, I believe. Let's talk about the health aspects. I, for one, yeah. I'm, I'm happy for him, and I'm sure WWE went through all the proper channels and went through all the proper things needed yeah, to... Yeah, just like to... I said about that, uh, Daniel Bryan's you know, opening speech from yesterday's SmackDown. Yes, he's been to a doctor and he has second opinion and third opinion. There's another, you know, if you have another doctor, you go to a, you know, another place and get all the neurosurgeon, you know, all the, you know, that the latest... Um, info from doctor, and I'm sure he's he's been to all the places. Then he got cleared, you know. But I, I, to be honest with you, I'm still not all comfortable about it because of the two things about the neck injuries. One more bad bump, you could be paralyzed, huh? Or uh, head injuries, you know, concussion, you know, thing that's like the top topic of. Um, sports medicine today, you know? I have no doubt Daniel Bryan wants to wrestle, and I have no doubt that he's happy. Oh, it's a genuine, yeah, yeah. But Yeah, intention is genuine, yeah, but... Uh, as a father now with a young daughter, and yeah. I still feel like it was just a few years ago where they told people, oh, you got a concussion, walk it off. And then we learned oh, the seriousness no, no. of the concussions, and now, even though he's had this special therapy that is supposedly apparently cured his brain um i'm still uncomfortable i feel like brain science is still very much in an infancy and we don't know if this is a permanent condition no, no, as far as the, the fixes about people's we, brain no yeah i'm just i'm i'm uncomfortable with it i i am and also, if it's like, uh, if he, ha if this this whole thing about Daniel Bryan was that, right, he has one more match in him, let's do it, right? But if he was to make full-time comeback, oh, no. You know, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm really uncomfortable about this one. I mean, to make full-time, you know, scale thing. I would like to see him maybe on a very limited scale, just a handful of matches. I hope so. Yeah, I just don't special want to see him be a regular guy. I, I get that people no, are very excited. It's been two, two matches years. a year, a match a year. Yeah, everyone mm -hmm. remembers the Yeslemania, WrestleMania 30. We're going back to New Orleans where it all happened, and everyone wants a recreation. And I'm I'm with that. And I also, love People's that. Champion. Oh God, yeah. that was like, the best thing in the last ten years or so. Yeah. Yeah. One of the greatest and, moments of all time. In WrestleMania history. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. You know. I would um, I would but, put it uh, pretty high. If I were to rate the top ten moments in WrestleMania history, I would put that pretty high on the list. Yeah. And not too yeah. many things of the modern era I would put on there, but that would get on the list. Yeah, because it's emotional and it's pretty real, you know? Yep. 
yeah, the feeling is real, you know. But uh, it looks to me though that the program program has already started. See the way they ended the you know TV last night. Yeah, yeah. Um, it looks to me that even as as quick as just as soon as uh, the, the as quick as WrestleMania this this year, three weeks from now, or not even three weeks, eighteen days from now, that uh, if he doesn't make comeback, it will be what. Daniel Bryan, Shane McMahon against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Is that it? Yes. Yeah. And is, is that almost too soon? I'm really concerned, you know. But it looks to me that the way they ended the TV show last night, he, not the head, but uh, he took um, power bomb, you know. And and that uh, Sami Zayn's hell of a kick into you know kicking your face that could be head injury too you know and uh, but the the way they made you know let him do these you know angles and uh, things that uh, everything must be okay you know what I'm saying so Cause, just just uh, was it last year. New Japan yeah. Pro Wrestling had its own issue with somebody with suffering. Yeah, with Shibata suffering a brain injury yeah. with that headbutt in that match. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. He made that surprise appearance, but he hasn't wrestled. And I, I think. I don't think he will again. Yeah. But a lot of people, where's where Shibata is? Where is he training at the 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 New Japan Dojo? Uh, New LA? Japan is opening up uh, LA Dojo again. And he will be the coach there at the New Japan LA Dojo, but not like he's he'll be moving to LA. He will be spending like a month at a time, you know, or so. But he'll be the coach there. It'd be good to you know, be coached by Shibata and uh, develop American talent in America and send them to New Japan Ring. It's a new way to develop the talent and the whole roster of it. I mean, like two or three years from now, you know, that the rookie we don't even know will be making debut in Japan. Like a Jay White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or many other, you know, nowadays. Yeah. If you go back and you look at so many major New Japan matches, you look at ringside and you'll see the young boys wearing the New Japan shirt. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, that's a young whoever. Oh, even people that goes way back to the Nobuhiko Takada, Ma- Akira Maeda, or Laiga without mask, Muto, Hashimoto, Chono, they're all there. Chris Benoit, you know, they're all there. I was watching uh, I was watching some uh, British wrestling, some world of sport with a friend of mine, uh, Bradley yeah. Craig, who wrote Jeannie Clark's book, and he wanted me to see this match, and I'd heard about it, and I just never got around to seeing it. I watched uh, Rollerball Mark Rocco against Fuji Yamada. Fujiyama, the flying Fujiyama, yeah, flying Fujiyama, yeah, that's a Liga without mask. Yeah, he was right. jacked. He looked like a like an Asian dynamite kid. Oh my word, was he jacked? Sure. And it was an well, awesome yeah, if match. You, well, if you go back uh, five, ten, you know, years more, that the British, you know, the footage has Sammy Lee. You know, that's ty- original Tiger Mask Sayama without masks. Yeah. Sammy Lee, like Bruce Lee's little brother, you know, and uh, or Quick Kick Lee, another bro- you know wrestling brother of his. That would be later on Akira Maeda. 
terrible, uh, terrible find... names. Just awful names. Just awful. Quickly. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> yeah, but that's a gimmick. Yeah. But uh, what we'll find is that uh, this young, some 21, 22-year-old 20, Akira Maeda in British wrestling ring and doing his thing. And uh, it's just interesting that the footage exists, you know? You know what we should Sammy do? Sammy Lee, too. Yeah. I was thinking about it. We should, uh, you know, one of the shows they do for the torch is uh, we watch wrestling. It's uh, the Wayback Playback. We turn on a show and watch it. We should uh, do that sometime. Maybe turn on a YouTube match or something like that. We should, you could give us history or something. That might be fun. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, I did that yesterday that uh, I was, see my, you know, Monday through Friday column, I wrote about Dick Murdoch. And uh, people, you know, had such fun memory, you know, growing up watching Dick Murdoch in Japan, one of the favorite in American. Uh, I was watching Dick Murdoch against Killer Carl Cox from 1976. Oh, my gosh. You know, that the, both you know, Killer Carl Cox and Dick Murdoch doing the exact identical vertical uh, brain buster suplex thing. Well, yeah, Killer Carl Cox was was an inspiration for Dick, wasn't he? Kind of yeah, mentor? yeah, yeah. Uh huh. So they were just, but the people wasn't informed then, you know. But now you go back and you can get all those things, you know, elements out of it. But that back then, nineteen seventy six, people weren't informed, you know. But uh, now we watch, you know, that the the YouTube footage from forty years ago. So it's like, oh my gosh, this like this match meant something, you know. So it was a good learning <laughs> thing. Yeah, but to go back to this injury thing, um, you know, yeah, Daniel Bryan is like a lovable, you know, genuine talent, and he's like the probably the biggest babyface of this era, right? And uh, it would be great to have him, you know, perform in the ring once again. But at the same time, like you and I agree with, I'm not totally comfortable with it either. I hope we're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just prove us wrong that the science, you know, you know, and the medicine is advanced that uh, he's safe, you know? Yeah. I just feel like yeah. not enough time has passed for us to know for sure that, that this it, is because the it was sign. only it's been only 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 what the two years yeah barely two years since his emotional retirement that yeah I'm sure that he wanted to make comeback this is what he does and what he loves to do and it's the only thing he wants to do and uh, we we all should be happy about it but at the same time that the concerns is there you know but still but it though, looks to me yeah with, yeah with Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Making the return with Ronda Rousey yeah. making her debut. You've yeah. got Asuka fighting for a championship. You've got AJ Styles in Nakamura. Yeah. I mean, this is shaping yeah. up to be one of the biggest WrestleManias in a long time. If everything, long time. if people get you enough just, time and you didn't even mention Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, this could be a big show. <laughs> yeah, but, Oh, real big show. You did not mention Brock Lesnar, L Roman Reigns, though. I know, I didn't. I'm sorry. I'm a terrible person. No, but the Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar will be the last match of the evening. Don't it you will. Think? It will. Yeah. And I'm sure that this year will be finally Roman Reigns will be conquering the world. Not? I don't know. He probably will be. I'm hoping Nakamura will win the title. 
I'm really hoping. What do you th- what do you think the chances are? Right now, I mean, it's it's still early, so we'll have to do an official prediction show. But right now, <laughs> no, um, I'm never, I'm always wrong, you know. Yeah, me too. I yeah. suck at predictions. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right now, I would say Nakamura could win. Um, yeah. I would think Oscar should win too. Um, I would think. Yeah. I would think that uh, Charlotte Flair should be the one who will be. Who who stops that uh, Asuka's streak? You think, and then she faces Ronda Rousey. I feel like Charlotte's already that's, made. I feel like Charlotte's yeah, already made. And if you have, though, I feel like Ronda the, should break Asuka's streak, and Charlotte is already made, so it doesn't matter. That Ronda and and Charlotte is already going to be a big match because Charlotte's a big star, and they need this streak for Asuka to make it the match seem more important when inevitably she faces Ronda Rousey. Uh, nah. I think Charlotte will stop Asuka's streak and make um, Flair, uh, Charlotte Flair that much more special. Actually, Asuka is the one who needs streak to be kept, you know, you know, kept strong and also be called uh, Empress of Tomorrow. All these things, you know, that uh, Asuka needs this probably. But uh, if it would be somebody who's going to you know, break Asuka's streaks, it, it doesn't have to be Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey already is a much bigger star and much bigger household name. He he almost doesn't, she almost doesn't need anything. She, Ronda Rousey doesn't even need championship. No, she doesn't. She, She's an attraction. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So famous, so over, and big star, you know? But uh, Charlotte should be the one who breaks... Asuka's streak, but that's just my uh, in a look. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I'm yeah. always wrong. From yeah. a from a business standpoint, one of the things I want to talk to you about is uh, yeah, um, Saudi Arabia. Is it Saudi okay. Arabia? Is that who it is who purchased the the greatest Royal Rumble ever? The fifty man, fifty fifty man, fifty man, yeah, Saudi Arabia, yeah, and seven championship matches. Yeah, um, yeah, in April, yeah. And obviously, you know, to have that much talent, um, even regardless of whatever they get paid that night, even just to logistically fly them over and set them up and everything, this is an expensive show. And I guess... Not, well, it's the same as any other international overseas tours. But to put 50 people, I mean, usually it's just the tour itself. 50 people is a lot. Well, you always have 30 people. Look, don't yeah. break my narrative. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, but the, always sending 30 wrestlers overseas for a tour. So 20 more won't be that much. You see, WWE is not like you and I. They got budget, you know? Right. I'm, I'm sure. My point is I'm sure that Saudi Arabia is paying... A pretty penny. Yeah. Oh, oh, oil money. Yes. And given and given that you know WrestleMania and everything, all the pay per views are now on the network, and not sure. fifty bucks a pop on pay per view like they used to be. I think the economics of wrestling have changed, and I'm wondering: Are we reaching a point 
where Saudi Arabia or Dubai or anywhere in the UAE, or could they have the money if they had the wherewithal? I would think they could sell, you know, like Ted DiBiase said, everybody's got a price, and there could be a price to bring WrestleMania to the United Arab Emirates or somewhere. It probably won't or will never be WrestleMania. It's it always going to be a one-shot tour, you know? One-shot deal, you know, like a very... They're, even, they're probably going to tape it, but they're not going to be uh, WrestleMania. WrestleMania always going to be in American turf or Canadian turf in, in, in North America for sure. Would there and, ever be uh, interest in Japan with with sponsors and such to bring a bigger show than just the traditional would, annual tour? To, to have uh, uh, WrestleMania, no. WrestleMania Not is WrestleMania necessarily, but maybe something bigger than just a house show. Something something more substantial. It's Just, you know, they treat, they want to treat it the same, you know, differently. But uh, that I think it was just gonna be a WWE tour in Japan, nonetheless. Okay. You know, yeah, just using what the bigger venue, um, stadium instead of big arena. Is that what you're saying? Sure. That could be done, but uh, right now, um, the to be realistic though, WWE. Is the only company in Japan that can run Sumo Palace or Budokan two consecutive dates. No domestic, no domestic company can do it besides New Japan. You know, and so WWE already is pretty big. You know, and it has a big place in Japan. Once a year tour is pretty good. You know, and then twice a year. They may not be as special, you know. So okay. maybe one Raw tour, one SmackDown tour, it has to be six months or so, you know, apart. Yeah. I just think that we're getting to the point where other markets are going to matter, where the maybe the Chinese market will matter, or someone's going to put up enough money. You have to, to remember, to you're that. talking about countries in, 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 in this earth that doesn't have wrestling. You know, um, the China, as a market standpoint, yeah, it will be tremendously, you know, like uh, economically huge, but audience do not have same understanding. You have to remember that. It's not going to happen tomorrow, but I think that right. we are reaching the point. I think we're getting close to the point where it could happen. Yeah, but to be able to understand the product of wrestling, it takes decades, you know, not overnight. They think it's kind of like um, Chinese audience or, or uh, what's the, what's the uh, like a circus thing, you know, that it's so huge right now. Cirque du Soleil? No, yeah, Silk, Silk, yeah, Silk Soleil. Um, what's what was the name? Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. Or to be uh, to, uh, to get easier, um, uh, what would be like Walt Disney on Ice or something? Oh, well, it you pretty know? much is that. That's pretty much what wrestling is these days. 
Yeah, but that's how they understand. But the American audience and Japanese audience understand wrestling much deeper, you know, and has history. See, to be able to have all the storyline story week after week, I mean, to understand all the storyline fully, the more you know, the more you get out of. You know, the Hall of Fame thing, if you don't, you haven't hasn't followed wrestling for a period of time, none of them mean anything, right? The Japanese audience and Japanese market has that. American audience and American market, yes, all the history. But other parts of the world don't have any of that. Right, but, for example, you know, I don't follow soccer or football, as it's called in the rest of the world. Yeah, but much bigger, much but, bigger audience. No, no, but here's my point. When it comes, yeah. if, if it's some major, you know, every year or two here in Seattle, we have like a major soccer match, a friendly. And it's yeah. it's like some big, you know, maybe it's Manchester United or something like that. And yeah, even yeah, though, yeah. Even though I don't follow them, I can't name them. I might go, oh my gosh, well, that's a big deal. I'm going to go see what all the fuss is about. For one night, yes. Right. Yeah, that can happen. Yeah. Well, speaking of fuss. Well, there's a lot of things. It's a complex thing because it is. WWE, if WWE Network's the only, you know, only vehicle, that's very much catered to English-speaking audience, huh? What else is there? I'm kidding. Oh, in, in, in Dubai? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Have you been and to Dubai? Also, Have you been? No, no, I haven't. Oh, you but need to go. Remember when they had the it's amazing. Uh, Dubai tour last year? Look what um, Sasha Banks was wearing. Yeah. What, you know, you will be dressed differently. You will be performed in front of a whole different religious audience. Yeah, you don't want to offend your hosts. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Your, your WWE women's costume are too revealing, right? Right. Yeah, so well, the like culture also, is different. Also, Dubai is, for, for that part of the world, is a fairly liberal country. Liberal? Yeah, for that part of the world, yes, by far. But liberal, but Muslim nonetheless. Right, but I'm just saying for, I think because it's such a business hub, it has embraced more of the Western culture than other parts of the area than its neighbors have, is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. The money is there. So one-shot stadium show can happen and be success. We can all agree with that. So speaking of shows... Yeah. Coming up, Sumo Hall, and it looks like it's going to be Okada facing the winner of the New Japan Cup, Zack Sabre Jr. Crazy. Mm-hmm. 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 Japanese audience, I mean, including myself, we love Zack Sabre's wrestling. It's like a modern-day Billy Robinson, Coral Gotch style. How so? Explain that to people. Oh, this is a real complicated looking, you know, submissions and the storytelling and the pantomime and mannerism and uh, it's, it's not, it not nothing against American heels, but, uh, you know, wrestling language, is, I guess, his wrestling speaks like language. You know, you get story, get a story across just by doing wrestling, you know, that's what wrestling should be. You know, it tells a story by your body language, you know, that 
it's just we love his style here. What's the name of his yeah. new submission? The orienteering napalm. <laughs> I can't remember either. It's it moves like are too really, new to me. It's a really long name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, but it's a really has... long submission too. So. And also the way he goes into moves, you know, you have a step one, step two, step three, and uh, you know, like a one, two, three. It's just like a, you go into submission, not just one hook, but uh, it yeah. does a series of moves. You know, just it's like a puzzle it. or being in the movie Saw. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah but he's so talented. You he know, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, because you don't have to be a gymnast. You know, or you know, you don't have to do the five, six flips and dives, and yeah, he does that too. But uh, you don't need moves out. But the submission, like a puzzles, and you know, is great. You know, but to be honest with you, I was hoping this year's New Japan Cup was for Tanahashi's big comeback. You know. Yeah, I was hoping. The way he was winning first round, yeah, second I kind of round. Thought, I thought it was going to be too. It seemed like, you know, Sumo Hall is a big place, and I didn't know, you know, there, seemed to, first, only, yes. there seemed to be only a handful of pl- people who could headline Sumo Hall, and he was one of them. So, yeah, I kind of thought it would be Tanahashi as well. But And ne- also that he's making a, such a big comeback, you know, and also along the way, um, the second round of the tournament, the main event of this last Korakan, Tanahashi against Juice Robinson. Tanahashi successfully elevated Juice Robinson into somebody, you know, with what, what, with just one night, one match that made Juice Robinson a main event looking guy, you know. It was a good match, you know. And uh, they should have planned for Juice Robinson as well. Yeah. But uh, this time, it's, it's like, Zack Sabre Jr. won the tournament. And uh, my prediction, once again, wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, to be fair, it's hard to, a lot of times with the booking with New Japan, it always makes sense, but it's not always predictable. And also, if most people thought it was Tanahashi's night, surprise, you know? And, uh, yeah, but it obviously elevated Zack Sabre Jr. as the main event status now. Yeah, he probably will not win, you know, title this time right away, but uh, made him into main event position. Yeah, but I was hoping Tanahashi should be the one. <sighs> but Tanahashi, on paper, Tanahashi against Okada title match, how many times he's done that, you know? <sighs> so, but, uh, can... but Tanahashi still has it, though. Can Zack yeah, so popular. Can Zack Sabre yeah. Jr. against Okada, can that sell out when you're in Sumo Hall? I think it's not just one match thing now that it's like that uh, the whole package of New Japan will sell Sumo Hall out. You know, it's not just one title match that people will be coming to see. It will be the package of that uh, whole superstar roster. I think that's what the business is now. You know, yeah. it'll be interesting because it's the, the title match matchup. Okada, um, Okada against Jack Saber Jr. is pretty fresh, you know, and uh, I'm sure he'll be do- those two will be doing the things we haven't you know seen yet. You know the content, you know, and then and they introduce Okada as more of a technique guy that uh, 
he Okada probably will have more Zack Sabre Jr. type match, you know, who's like going along with his, you know, strange looking submissions and he can do, uh, people will be surprised that Okada can do a lot of that too also. Orienteering with Napalm Death. Is the name <laughs> okay, okay. The name I'll of the try to remember finish. that. Yeah, orienteering okay. with Napalm Death. Okay, Nippon means Japan. No, yeah. Napalm. Not uh, Napalm. Napalm, okay. No, okay. not Japanese death. Napalm, like uh, the bomb. Like uh, Napalm. Oh, uh, okay, okay. See, this is so new that we have to learn each and every time. <laughs> it's long, too. Yeah, that makes me feel old. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, but this will be the fresh matchup, and... Uh, and this is not the only sumo palace show that you know when you have four or five sumo you know small hall show like Madison Square Garden show. Well, it's this is just could be just one of them. And also that uh, this summer New Japan will be having a very strong three-day Budokan. You know, three consecutive days at Budokan. So that gearing up to that, you know, just. Uh, they need strong lineup, right? Although new, uh, the, the G1 Climax would be all strong lineup, but uh, three consecutive dates at the Budokan, you need something real strong. Don't you think? I Definitely you do. Yeah. You know, the, the Budokan has special sound, right? You know, Ozzy Osbourne you know, from Budokan, Deep Purple Live in Japan from Budokan, The Cheap Trick from Live in Budokan, all those things you know you hear. And also there was a boombox, remember? Stereo cassette tape and CDs. Boombox called Budokan. Yep. <laughs> so the name Budokan sounds like a Madison Square Garden to me. you know. So that would be very interesting this summer. But this time, yes, spring. We all have the spring has a pretty much different um, feeling in Japan. Did you know that the school year starts in April instead of September? I did not know that. Yeah, so cherry blossom season and the new school year, April, you know that the new school year starts and you'll be one year, you know, all the school kids will be one year older and, uh, you know, a grade older. And just April is the season. And also, you're crazy about cherry blossom. Yeah. It's a big deal. Everybody's crazy about cherry blossoms. Yeah, it's a real big deal here. Cherry blossom, yeah, for some reason. I like it too, you know. And it's another reason to party or something, but uh, it is a very traditional thing. And the, the uh, cherry blossom is a flower of Japan. And uh, yeah, and it's special because it only blossoms about 10, 10 day period in the entire year. So you make a big deal. It blossoms all over town, all over city, all over Japan. You know, the entire country was cherry blossom, but it only lasts about 10 days every year. Now, do you ever travel? Where is it? Uh, is it Osaka? Who has the, who's most, what city's most famous for the cherry blossoms? All over the country, I think. But isn't and there each, one area in particular that's most famous? Each city claims they are the home of cherry blossom. Okay. <laughs> you know, yeah, so it's a, I can walk a couple blocks away and then you know, I'll face the home of cherry blossom. Gotcha. Yeah. It's beautiful because it only lasts week to uh, you know one week to ten days. It's starting right now. Yeah. Yeah. I need so to make they that go trip. crazy. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, come over to Japan. You know the cherry blossom season. It's all pink all over the city. You know. Okay, we'll do that next, next year. We're going to do that. A year from now, I'll be there. cherry blossom. Okay, very good. Yes, but the, it's something to learn that the, it's we all see. Wrestling is great, but the, we always have some different cultural background to it. You know, this year WrestleMania, but you you know you see the graphic. They have New Orleans theme. You know. It's nothing to do with Mardi Gras or anything, but when you when you hear New Orleans, you associate it with what they have there, you know. And uh, well, when yeah, they had April, when they had yeah. WrestleMania 19 here in Seattle, the poster had the Space Needle on it, so it's not unusual sure. for them to right, do that. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's a culture, you know, a very cultural thing. And for so, for, for cheer, next year's yeah. WrestleMania, they've got the Statue of Liberty crown when they head back to New York. New I Jersey. guess so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. MetLife Center. Yeah, the stadium. Yeah, because they already announced one year from now because they're just really, you know, ahead of things, you know. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure that uh, there's a lot more things will be happening a year from now. And then uh, we don't we don't even know the lineup for the WrestleMania. But uh, it has to top it, right? This, Just like you said, this is WrestleMania. It's really strong vibe, huh? Right now it does. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be hard to top, but we're a long ways away from next year. We'll see what happens. Hey, yeah. um, there was something I wanted to ask you, given that you are the Chris Jericho whisperer. Given yeah. that uh, Chris Jericho talks to you, given that when Chris Jericho is cutting heel promos at a press conference, he goes, write this down, Fumi Saido. <laughs> uh, I, said, I said, yes, sir. And wrote yes. it down. <laughs> so... <laughs> the other day on Twitter, someone asked him if he was done with New Japan. And, I don't he, think so. What was that? I don't think so. He's, I don't think he's done. Because he said, unfortunately, he's, yes, is what his answer was. But Chris Jericho... When is, you say it's done, that means no. <laughs> yes. It's This is wrestling. Right, and it's Chris Jericho. He wants you to believe he's done with this deal. Then when he when that happens, it will be a just as big surprise once again. You know when the referee tells the guy in the corner say "Don't come in" means "Come on in." When the wrestler say "I'll never come back," that means you are definitely coming back. Wrestling one hundred and one. Don't you think? So, <laughs> if you were, do you know? Have you talked to Jericho? No, no, not about it. No, he won't tell me. No. Okay, so let me ask you this. Just, He'll just probably for... you know, tell me exact opposite. For... So I have to guess. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah. If you were to guess, what do you think? What do you? What were? Where would you think? Without knowing, we'll make that clear. Where yeah. would you guess that Chris Jericho would return? Would you guess like a surprise next, re- next appearance? Yeah. Um, well, the, the, I would say normally one date of three consecutive Budokan dates that we just talked about. That would you make know, sense. In, in, yeah, in August, there's going to be you know three consecutive Budokan dates that we just talked about that the Chris Jericho should work one night there and uh, to wrap up Chris Jericho against Naito one match. That's it. But I was hoping this is from the... I mean, from this point forward, this is just my, not a guess, but I'm hoping that the, he will have two 
I'm I'm hoping that he he's gonna have two more match with New Japan after this. One against Minoru Suzuki single match, and lastly, uh, Jericho against Tanahashi single match. Those two. I'm hoping. So it started with Kenny Omega. It's done. And uh, since he did the running, he has to wrap it up and he has to you know, have a conclusion of the program. So Chris Jericho against Naito has to happen. And I'm hoping two more matches after that. One against Minoru Suzuki, another against Tanahashi. That's it. But it, it might take another three years from now. I don't know. Because if he comes back, you know, once a year, you know. Yeah. So hey, it yeah, doesn't happen too quick. By the way, you need to work it to get on the uh, Jericho cruise. You guys are buddies. He should take you on the cruise with him. You should get on the cruise ship. Uh, to go all the way to the uh, what uh, Cuba and uh, Bahamas and all probably, that. Yeah, probably the Bahamas, all the way up to it's probably, yeah, Bahamas it's probably... and all the way up to New York. Yeah. Why not? It's like I had the whole week, though. So? I might. It's in September, October? Something like September? that, yeah. So, yeah, September, yeah, October. Yeah, yeah. There. yeah, yeah. I'll find out. And there's going to be a band. There's going to be some wrestling. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And in a week with Jericho. Kenny oh, Omega's going gosh. on the Kenny Omega's going on the show, so. Yeah, and then uh, with ROH crew. Mm-hmm. And Vince McMahon okayed about it, you know? You know, having so just making people like uh, hardcore fans guessing that uh, there's going to be some business with ROH, not you know, but uh, it's you know it's their fun, it's their you know type of thing that uh, they want people start guessing things, and you know yeah it's fun when yeah it's nothing there probably but uh, yeah. It's good to know some things in wrestling, but it's also fun to kind of have surprises, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the reality is, though, there's no point for WWE to do any business with ROH because if they really want to, they can pick one by one and steal all these talented guys from ROH one by one. You know, so there's no point of doing business as a company. But I think right now they're pretty close, if not full, at the performance center. I think they have like a hundred slots there, and I think they have a hundred people. So, but after WrestleMania, oftentimes there are cuts, so you never know things could open up. And also after WrestleMania, some guys from Ross, you know, Raw will be going to SmackDown, and SmackDown guy will be traded to um, Raw, and there's going to be a shakeup for new matchups and new, you know, storyline and all that things. So they all, you know, will watch the day after WrestleMania. It's kind of like a, you watch dramas, you know, season premiere, you know, this season's Blacklist or Walking Dead or or even the new season of 24 or something that the, you'll be watching the whole new season the day after WrestleMania. What's the hot show in Japan right now? What are people watching? American drama, you mean? Anything. What is just the, it could be Japanese, it could be anything. <sighs> Yeah, it could be Japanese, show. could be. Yeah, what I hate is Japanese studio variety shows. I never watch it, you know. Those are the so, best. What are you talking about? Oh, God, it's so bad, you know. So I best. can't watch it. So funny. Yeah. 
Hey, I want to ask you about oh. the about the uh, getting back to the cruise. You know, WWE I think did the Bruise Cruise or the Wrestle Vessel, and I think no, it was WCW did the Bruise Cruise. WWF mm. I think years ago did the Wrestle Vessel. Has there ever okay. been any sort of promotion, wrestling promotion, or wrestler who has tried to? do sort of this non-traditional revenue type of thing, whether you you book a vacation with somebody or you travel somewhere? Oh, yeah, there are tours. Yeah, like uh, go to Hawaii with wrestlers or go to, I know, that the Taipei travel with wrestlers or Ultimate, you know, Ultimate Dragon taking fans to Mexico. They, they've done it. You don't say. Yeah, yeah like they've who, done it. Like who's done Hawaii? Like I would, it seems like something Inoki would do or would have done. Uh, I think there's some, you know, like a people like Misawa Kobashi days, they've done it because so many females fans want to travel with them, you know. So they've been to Guam, they've been to Saipan, you know, tr- in the tropical islands and have you know, vacation with wrestlers. It's been done, yeah. Yeah. And go to probably like a golf, golfing in Hawaii or something with wrestlers or something like that, yeah. It's been done, yes. Fascinating. I was just curious if that's that's something that's... That oh, yeah, well, Japanese me. wrestling will do all those crazy things, you know, and then uh, Japanese wrestling fans are always willing to pay more, <laughs> you know, or we're always willing to spend more or something. You know, it's a good market, <laughs> you know, but uh, yes. It would be interesting. Well, let me find out, you know. But about Chris Jericho's thing, you know. But I'm saying that the, with the wrestling 101 goes... When wrestlers say, I'll never do this again, means he's doing it again. Yeah. I, I think you're right. We don't know when, we don't know where, but I think it will happen. Keep that in mind, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Always, always. When you I'll least expect you. it, Chris Jericho will appear. Yeah, because he always has to be a big surprise and big storyline and it has to be a big deal. Yeah. He'll, he'll very, he's very good. Oh, he's very good. Anything else this week in Japan you want to talk about? Oh, hey, did you uh, did you ever get your did you ever take your T-shirt to Bulnikano? Did you do that? You didn't, did you? you didn't. I um, you um, I'm going to see Bull tomorrow. As a matter of fact, oh, I've heard I this went one to, before. No, no, no. I'm going to. As a matter of fact, what I the reason I uh, didn't pick that up was that uh, um, I can just say that right because it's not a big secret. Um, WWE archivist, you know, wanted to wanted to have the, the Bo Nakano's the full costume, jacket, and bathing suit and nunchucks to exhibition at the Access, you know, fan access at the rest during WrestleMania week. You know, you know, you and I went been to the, the fan access, yeah, right, yeah. There's exhibition for you know, fabulous Muda's costume or under the Giants ring ring boots or. Freddie Blassie's ring jacket and all those, you know, Buddy Rogers championship belt and all those things, you know, exhibition, right? This year, they have a little corner with Alondra Blaze and Bonacano that they'll be, you know, showing their costume. I had sent, um, Bo didn't want to do it on her own, so I said, oh, I'll do it and um, put put her costume in the box and I sent it overnight priority. And uh, so I went to see her. It was only like a ten minutes or thing. But I will see her tomorrow because they're doing somebody's doing an interview, and I'm all set with her. 
Okay, well, you both can wear the podcast T-shirts that an advertiser. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it. I'm, I'm gonna kidding. Bring, just, bring just it. Don't worry about it. You don't need Fisher. to wear it yes. for the interview. I'm just teasing you. Yeah, about yeah, that. yeah. But uh, at least, at least, I promise you that um, I'm gonna give this T-shirt to Bonacano, and she'll be holding that T-shirt, and I will take picture. Okay. Well, how about both of and, and both of both of you in the picture too? Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. Yeah. And if she wanted to slip it on over her clothes, she could certainly do that. They're big enough because she's tiny. But God. So here's the question. If WWE wanted a Bull Nakano vintage outfit, her gear, is yeah. this an indication that she's on the radar for them? Would you Do you think that they would put her in the Hall of Fame sometime in the future? I'm hoping next year. I'm hoping, really hoping. Alondra Blaze Medusa is hoping that happened. And uh, I'm sure that she'll be the one, the one that the, who's uh, the inductor, you know, for the introduction speech. You know, Medusa will be doing the introduction speech. I'm hoping that happens next year. I'm really hoping. Well, we're hoping too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who else? If you have, you know, people like Jacqueline and Ivory, you know, in Hall of Fame, you know, why not Bonacano? Yeah. I, I agree. She should definitely be. And I think it'd be a great choice for New York to do it there. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. I yeah, agree. they had, yeah, yeah. SummerSlam match and everything. Yes. Oh, yeah. But it should be, should be. But if we talk too much about it, they won't do it. So well, we're talking about <laughs> it at the end. So hopefully they didn't shoot the whole podcast if they're listening. So I'm hope I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping Bonacano will get in and she wants to be in it too. We won't mention Herself. it for the next year. We won't talk about it again. <laughs> so we should be fine. Yeah? I don't okay, think we jinxed it. Okay. So how about we, uh, next week, I was thinking, do you want to yes. do, we talked about a history of Asuka. Do you want to, as we build up to WrestleMania, do you want to do a history of Asuka? Oh, Oscar yeah. Well, you want me to do some homework on it? Yeah, mean, why don't you do, do some homework, homework and uh, yeah. either next week or the week after, as we build up to WrestleMania, we'll do... Talk about Asuka. Yeah, what's in so Japan. interesting about Asuka is that when she's when she debuted in Japan some twelve years ago, it was such a down period of Japanese wrestling. You know? During Crush Girls era or you know, Bonakano, Ajakang era, more girls are you know trying out and you know going through audition to be wrestlers, right? But the, when As Asuka started back in two thousand five or so, two thousand three, four, uh, like some twelve years ago, the this was such a down period for Japanese wrestling. So uh, she must have had some vision on her own or her own agenda or like she had different idea about wrestling as wrestlers from, you know, different era. So uh, she was focused on something, you know, and uh, came from Osaka to Tokyo is a big thing. And uh, she left family in Osaka, came to Tokyo to be wrestler. And uh, at the time, wrestling was such a down period, no promise to be anybody or anything or making money or anything. But she, that was the time she chose to be wrestler. And uh, very interesting background she has. Well, we'll talk about that uh, next week on the show as we gear up and get closer to uh, WrestleMania. So, uh, if yeah, people, yeah, if very wanna, exciting. If people want to connect with you, where can they connect with you? Fumihiko Dayo, F-U-M-I-H-I-K-O-D-A-Y-O. Fumihiko Dayo 
on Twitter, or you can find me, Fumi Saito, on Facebook. And I'm at Jim Valley, J-I-M-V-A-L-L-E-Y, on Twitter. Why? Because I like you. You can also follow me on uh, Facebook. You can follow me on the Facebooks at uh, Jim Valley. So be sure to uh, connect with us there. And next week, we'll yeah, talk I can about always take questions too, and I'll answer in a question on any, anything on Japanese wrestling. So anything it's you true. have on Japanese wrestling, you can do the hashtag on Twitter. Ask Fumi, A S K F U M I. Uh, we have some time for some questions, and uh, the history of Oscar yeah, will actually we'll be an Ask Fumi because they want to know about Oscar. So we're doing a whole show based on a hashtag. So be sure to get your questions in. But until next time. All right. So long from Tokyo.